0: Everybody, to deconstructing the psyche.
1: This is your host, Michael, and who's this guy over here? I hear crickets right now. <laughs> hey everyone, this is
0: Eamon. That was just the. We're outside. I mean, we're we're in a garage, so
1: I think that was the real crickets, actually. Oh, I thought it was my absence. I was oh. creating crickets. <laughs> <laughs> So sad without you in the last episode. I actually gotta check that out, Bear. The Bear. For the audience listening, check that show out. Check it. Out. Check it out. That shit out. Check it out, just so you can listen to that podcast. Yeah, listen to our podcast or Mike's podcast <laughs> first, and then like check back in. Mike's podcast.
0: <laughs> I had a adjusted description on the episode that said today I discuss. As opposed to today, we discuss the Royal eye because there is no we. there's no we in team, apparently. Well, you,
1: you hadn't watched that show so, and I really wanted to talk about it. I've been seeing the billboards all over l a yeah. for that show when I'm driving back from work. It seems interesting. yeah, it's it's a great show. You could tell a lot about a show from like the billboards what it's like you can see the guys, his eyes. he has these blue eyes, but like his his skin tone. and I guess in the poster was, um this sort of there's redness in his eyes and uh, like there's a redness in his eyes and even in his skin. Yeah. He's pale, so there's sort of this sort of feeling of um well you said nervousness earlier, but I wanna take that word. I just feel like fear. Mm. And maybe that's what what the show is about too, like a fear or something. A little bit. Right. Yeah. So you can tell a lot from like yeah. the show's I guess billboard. It's true, you should watch it. And maybe see if your hypothesis is correct. Yeah, but one really has to watch the show. That's true. All right, well, what are we talking about today? I don't know, man. What are we talking about? Oh, we've seen this movie before, right? Okay, the movie's called Men. <laughs> this movie, man. Oh my god, what's the name of the director? Do we have that Alex
0: Garland? Mm, Okay. I like him. I I mean, he's done other good stuff. He did Annihilation, which I love that movie. There's something Um, about the production company Ex Machina, another good movie. And he did the show Devs. I don't know if you ever saw Devs. No, I've heard that one. Um, Hmm.
1: Yeah, but
0: men. Okay.
1: Well, there's something about the production company too. I think we've been watching movies from that production company. A twenty four. A twenty four. Yeah. They do a lot of horror movies. Well oh, really good movies. Mm-hmm. Like this one, or? <laughs> then we saw some other ones that are pretty relevant. I've seen some. I don't know if this one was good. <clears throat> if you if you like symbolism, we're not gonna
0: talk about if it's good or not. But no, yeah, but if you like symbolism, it's all. I mean, it's totally a symbolic movie. It's totally a psychological movie. This is what we're when we were talking about this earlier. In uh, our season, I guess, if you will, about like a purely psychological film, I would say that this is a purely psychological film. Yeah. Basically, from the point that she gets to the house to the end when her friend shows up, it's all subjective.
1: I don't think there's anything objective going on there, mm. really. You no, know, after watching this movie for the second time, more interpretations came up for me. Like, when we watched we watched it when it came out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In the theater. In the it theater. Was, I thought the
0: theater experience was much better because um, there's a lot of stuff going on with sound in mm. this movie. And watching it at home, I just did not pick up on that the same. So it kind of lost a lot of its effect for me. That's
1: really true. When I was watching it at home, but I, I just found myself just... Generally distracted Yeah Not really paying attention mm-hmm. To the movie The same thing happened With um, Mal- Malachalium Yeah When that movie In the theater Probably would have been A better movie mm-hmm. Rather than being at home That makes sense Unless you have a s- Surround sound system Or something like that which yeah. would probably would Make that experience A lot Maybe. better Um We gotta invest Alright So there's so much Symbolism in this movie I had to look up uh, What would you call that It's not a statue It's sort of the the image of the face uh, in the, the church, the church runs yeah. all over the movie. Even there were parts yeah. of the movie where they show the image alone or in the yeah. room. So there's two parts. The,
0: I think I remember talking to you about this when we first watched the movie, but yeah, the stone that's in the church, mm-hmm. there's two sides to it. Yeah. And the side that's on the front, which is kind of visible to anybody that walks into the church is, it's kind of like, a, a, a male demon or a male spirit perhaps with like a long hair and a beard yeah but the other side is female it is female and it's uh it has like the breast exposed and kind of the vagina open as well but that's hidden so that's that's what wow. i i think there's something there's a reason for that in this movie i don't know what you were picking up from that
1: but yeah, the, oh, the I had, two two-faced stone. We could talk a lot about that because there's mm-hmm. there's two sides to every coin, really. Where it's it's talking about the fem, the duality of feminism and yeah, I mean, yeah, feminism masculinity. and masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I just had a look up what it was called. I think they called the shang li Oh, or, shangri-la. Shangri-la. No, it's. I guess that's what it was called. That's why you you looked it up? I looked it up. It's an Irish symbol. Yeah, okay. And yeah, what is d- it supposed to mean? They don't know what the interpretation is for it. Yeah. Literally, like... Nobody knows? Nobody knows, but they say it was around churches before, or it was all Lower Ireland before. Maybe. Oh, if anyone it's remember, like Celtic. Yeah, if anyone knows about it.
0: Those are some... Comment, Some but, of the... I think um, Celtic religion is one of the oldest religion is one of the ones that predates christianity for sure mm-hmm. but it was all over the place um it's
1: like a pa- pagan isn't it yeah paganism possibly mm-hmm. I, I believe you one of the actresses or the actress said that she moved because of the after the movie she had been seeing these different uh, symbols of that shing shingra law okay um she found one in her backyard like she had been noticing more and more and the guy who wrote the film right and directed the film said that he spent 15 years writing the film he was obsessed with writing this i think they call it the green man as well what yeah okay yeah it's no
0: this is what i was the green man is that that's the guy who like um has the leaves in his head
1: yeah, and but blows this, the
0: pollen at her, right? Yeah, but the statue,
1: okay. the the statue or the stone, oh. the image that you're describing is actually the Green Man as well. So the
0: stone is supposed to be connected to that guy, then. Yeah, what's the Green Man then?
1: Um, they don't know what that is. They don't know what, what it means. But we, okay. what they're really saying is that the movie's up for interpretation. Oh, for anyone to yeah. interpret it the way they want to, but they don't know exactly what these symbols stand for, right? <clears throat> Um, for me, I guess he's, like a, culture... ve- he's
0: like a vegetation or a, or a, yeah, some type of uh, agricultural god or something like that. It seems maybe Celtic culture relates to that. Well, a lot of pre-modern uh, oh, yeah. religions, like Christianity and Judaism and whatnot, they were actually um, much more interested in the way that the world worked and nature and the Mm -hmm. seasons and then how that affected agriculture and crops and whatnot and so a lot of the gods and spirits were like i was saying like agricultural or vegetative gods like maybe like that one which would be that would make sense then right because there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie about nature and and uh earth and a connection to
1: nature Things like that Maybe what just came up for me Would be possibly that it was sort of like a sundial in a way mm. Where we've talked about this sort of thing before <laughs> Where um, things, gods, were, were spoken about in terms of seasons The agricultural seasons yeah. Like you just said yeah. I, I think maybe the stones were placed a certain way Faced a certain way To maybe um, <clears> throat> speak throat> about the coming seasons In a way of time the f- Because oh, yeah, that um, could be it Well, like I was going to say, in my culture, right, or in our culture, we have the representation of the sun and the moon, Mm -hmm. right? And what that means, but they're the opposite of one or the other, right? The coming of seasons, right, night and day. Definitely. I I guess for them, the green man may have stood for something like that when the female stands for birth, right? You Mm -hmm. know, birth, Mm -hmm. there's a vagina being shown one part of the stone. Yeah. And the other, I guess... What, I don't know what the, the Green Man stands for. Um, do you think the Green I don't
0: know if the Green Man is supposed to be that male figure though, is he?
1: I think they're two sides of the same coin. But perhaps there is also because he was giving birth to other men, right? We'll leave that up to interpretation yeah, for later. Like, let's, let's, show that. That. Let's, let's show that, let's show that I part to the end. But <clears> let's start let's start from I guess the beginning of the film. Where mm. do you want to start? <laughs> There's so much. I don't movie. know where
0: you, I don't know where you start with this movie.
1: I mean, okay. You, okay. You I my think uh-huh. my interpretation of one part of the movie, Cause, okay. uh, the blood. Yeah. I'm talking about the end of the movie. Yeah. At one point, I think the blood, because there was a subjective reality she was facing, right? Mm-hmm. If we agree on that, When her friend comes to see her, there's blood on the floor. Her friend is observing that blood. I think this woman had a miscarriage. Mm. Right? Because also the men who are giving birth to other men in the film, which is a disgusting part of the film. Yeah, yeah. These these things are giving birth, right? Okay. But I also think she's experiencing maybe a miscarriage. Oh, yeah, maybe. Right? That would have been... That's kind of a
0: gnarly, um, interpretation, but it makes sense a little bit. Like, what would that mean then if she was pregnant with, cause you're, you're talking about her assumingly being pregnant with the guy's child, child, the one who
1: well, basically killed himself, right? Yes. But let me give you another, put another curveball in there. <clears throat> another interpretation <clears throat> that I have, and we can work with both ideas or all three from right? mm. green man. Um, depicting of seasons and birth Mm. the woman, the blood uh, somehow miscarriage and um, the home you see the green man trying to get into the home but you see most of the men trying to get into the home right this movie is men but it's her interpretation of many of the same men right and who she has a perception of yeah we can say that these men have are a stereotype of her based on her trauma right mm-hmm. her own carried stero- stereotype she projects yeah. into many different men it doesn't yeah. matter who the man is she already has an idea of what a man is like right but the idea of the home is that these men are trying to enter her home her the home for me represents her mind yeah. And these men represent the unconscious trying to enter her mind. That is and, that is a big thing that happens in this movie is like her trying to keep people out, right? But she's also trying to keep these themes out. Mm. These themes of blame, yeah. these themes of whatever each man represented. She's trying to keep all those thoughts out because of the guilt that one has that she has over the death of her ex-husband, right? What are your thoughts?
0: No, that makes sense. So you're thinking that like the house sort of represents perhaps her conscious mind and that she's trying to keep out the unconscious thoughts that are not favorable to her. Yeah. And that's so when she's trying to keep the house locked and and stop people from getting in, that's a a representation of that aspect of her mind. You're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That makes sense. I mean, you could, you could then connect that to like some of the other parts of the movie. So when, you know, when she first gets there, she goes on this walk and she's kind of like going out in nature and she seems to be enjoying everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's, um, kind of relishing in the natural world and, but see she feels like she's by herself. She she feels like safe and that nothing's gonna harm her, and then she's doing that thing in the tunnel where she's doing the echo, making the song. Oh uh, uh, yeah.
1: oh, uh, that
0: yeah. uh. <laughs> thing. It's very haunting. It is. Um, and then this this kind of like creature comes out. I guess that sh- is supposed to be the green man, but it is. He and he starts wailing, and I think that I think I was talking to you about this when we first saw it that's a good example of what is supposed to be the real turn, the real way that you understand horror Mm -hmm. and that horror is when your psychological landscape is completely shifted in a moment and you don't know where you are or even who you are in a way. Mm -hmm. And it's like that for her where she feels very safe and very protected and like everything's okay. And then all of a sudden it's not that anymore. And, but you see that her first reaction, obviously, is I gotta run, right. and I get, gotta get out of here. And you're thinking that maybe she, what she's doing is she's trying to get back to the house. She's trying to get back to her her safe place, which is that house, and kind of lock herself in and keep that stuff out. And so maybe that's I, that I, that is in the movie the first time where there's some fear. There and she it seems like something
1: is going to get her so she's trying to keep out what
0: but maybe that's the first sign of like the unconscious trying to get in and yeah. trying to kind of like come into her and she instantly runs away and tries to get back
1: to the house exactly and I agree with you there's something <clears throat> about the stones that um, means something meaning that the stones represent each moment of, of growth for her, mm. right? So the, the director, he wrote this based on the stone, but from what I've read, these in, in their country, these stones are everywhere. They see them. So one could be walking like she was walking in the forest. Yeah. Sharing, sharing an echo and see one of them. But I think he, what he did is created and made it into reality. Going back to your point, yeah, one one can see that and say, what the fuck? Yeah. Why is that thing there? We don't notice it until we notice it. Yeah. We don't notice the unconscious until we need to notice the unconscious. Mm-hmm. Right? It wasn't until she echoed did she re- get a response. Mm-hmm. And the response was her unconscious trying to communicate with her about her, certain, her current issue. Yeah. Her current issue was... There was a man in your life who murdered himself, mm-hmm. who killed himself, mm-hmm. your husband. Yeah. Why? And I think the mind is trying to reconcile that when the logical mind, the objective mind tries to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Maybe in her way, from my interpretation of it, she was avoiding one of the greatest conversations that he needed to hear. Right. Which was what? I don't want to be with you. Oh, yeah. I don't love you anymore. <clears throat> right. That towards the end of the film, she finally gets that. She finally, after so many men are born, and then finally he's born out of all these other men. They both sit down on the couch. He's all bloody. Yeah. He talks about all his injuries from from him, um, from his completed act. Yeah. And he's like, I just wanted you to love me. But she never shared... Maybe she didn't have the capacity to share. I can love you from a distance, mm-hmm. or we don't have to be with each other or love each other. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until she had to go through all that to realize that sh- that's what she needed to do to prevent this whole thing from happening. Right? It to me it sort of speaks to there is an aggressivity to men. Yeah. Men act aggressive with women. Yeah. We see this in the film: the boy, the other man, the the vicar, mm-hmm. right? The priest. Mm-hmm. All these men. But she's she avoids it. She And this is the typical thing. Most people avoid mm. what they're afraid of. Mm. They avoid the difficult conversations. Yeah. I think a lot... There could be a lot less issues if one actually has these difficult conversations.
0: So you think that she was avoiding the conversation you're saying? She was not wanting to... Like tell him earlier on that she was done with the relationship.
1: I think so. Okay, but play devil's advocate.
0: I don't know. I mean, I think that's kind of that seems like what they're saying in the movie. Like what the men are like blaming her. Like it's her fault or something. Isn't that what they're doing in that movie? Yeah. So that seems like you're you're saying the same thing. (laughs) Like it's her fault that she got into that position.
1: When I say that, Uh, I also think that she couldn't share that with him either. Because he actually hit her in the film. Yeah, maybe that was the first time, though. Yeah. I think it's hard to talk to a man who's angry with you.
0: Definitely. I mean, maybe that's part of this movie, though, too, is the, the fact that she's and maybe other women are being put in this position a lot where they're not able to like talk openly or talk freely about certain things because of the way that a man or certain men might kind of understand it or choose to interpret whatever their words are. I think uh, we see that a couple times in the movie where she's trying to kind of like say certain things about what's going on with her. Maybe like how she's scared of that, the naked man and how she's afraid for her life and the guys are kind of like brushing it off like it's nothing and making it seem like she's crazy overreacting perhaps you know and it's like well what is she supposed to do in a situation like that if people are treating her words like that and not really taking them for what they're worth
1: you know her husband before he uh <clears throat> when he was actually shown in the film, he reads one of her text messages to her friends. Yeah. And she sends her a message saying, I'm afraid of him. Yeah. And he's like, why are you afraid of me? Or why aren't you talking to me about mm. this? Why are you not talking to me about your fears? But is that her...
0: I don't know. Is that her... Is it only her responsibility, you know?
1: Doesn't he have a responsibility in the relationship as well? He does. Right? I think that's what he was trying to do. I think he, was, he found the text and he's trying to communicate with her what's going on. Yeah. It seemed like she was
0: already at that point of saying she was done, though. I don't know. its it, We don't get enough information about their relationship, right? Because we mm-hmm. only see that last piece of their life together so it's kind of hard to determine like what was going on why did they get to that point in the first place what led up to it you know yeah i don't know i think uh, you know that stone thing though it's uh i'm thinking about it more as we're you're talking about it and um it makes me think about also you know when we're, we're talking about pre uh modern religion and more pagan religions that might be associated more with uh fertility and agriculture and nature and things like that um that would make sense too in the way that the stone is positioned and that the male Mm -hmm. is on the front and the female is on the back hidden right and if you read into a lot of um you know, older religions, you come to find out that they were more uh, matriarchal type societies mm. and it wasn't patriarchal. And a lot of the patriarchal societies came along with a lot of the modern religions where it focused around the male and it focused around um, not just man, men, but male principles. And what I mean by male principles is. Uh, things that have more to do with um, Kind of like the intellect or even with consciousness Mm. itself objective a little bit but the when you when you read about what constitutes matriarchal societies and Pre-modern religion and those types of religions. It's more about the earth and like I'm saying fertility mm. and it, like the, the mother goddess and, and life giving life e- e- all about life and giving life yeah. and about replenishment and transformations and rejuvenation and all this kind of stuff. And it was all centered around that. It kind of changed over time and became more about maybe like our a creation that we make in terms of the, the human and like the powers that we have within us, as opposed to the powers that are within the world and the, world, the powers that are around us. And so it became more centered around the individual and the human, mm-hmm. as opposed to everything else outside of us
1: yeah and i think that's a good interpretation from, also from what i was reading this movie is about phenomenology in the way mm. it's about the person's experience in the world mm. right and what that really means is how do we function with the world we're part of the world we're together with the world yeah we're not just an individual living in our own universe yeah we're part of the greater universe yeah. as a whole yeah
0: but if you're we uh, even with that idea of how the the world around us is the thing that has more of the power as opposed to what is within ourselves that actually goes online with this idea that you were bringing up earlier about the unconscious and its power over consciousness. And if you think about consciousness, it's like, that is what we know and what we are aware of and what we are in control of. But it's a very small portion of kind of like everything that's going on. Whereas the unconscious is like what surrounds, all of that and it could be infinite we don't know how how deep or how far the unconscious reaches and it's almost like we've we've looked past the power of the unconscious and we've looked past the power of the world around us and what it's doing mm-hmm. and have focused so narrowly on our wishes and our choices that we're trying to do and letting that be the thing in the forefront whereas maybe we need to allow these other forces to come into play and do what they may as opposed to us directing it and us doing something about it all the time it's a very that's like a very male patriarchal type of thing where we're choosing the path we're making we're we're doing what we want to do and we're going towards our goals as opposed to maybe the goals are being created for us or we need to be receptive to whatever is happening around us and is leading us a certain way and i agree with that part
1: where there's certain times in life where i think we've talked about this in previous podcasts when things stand out to you, yeah. When things are actually symbols and images of things that actually stand out to you, and you go for those things, mm-hmm. somehow you make the right choice, and the doors, the world aligns. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're going through a tough time in your life. Yeah. And sometimes we're not ready to go through that. We have to go through hardship, as she's going through hardship, mm-hmm. dealing with her own conscious, mm-hmm. seeing these images of these different men that she's witnessing hmm until she comes out the other side in terms of growth yeah she's grown as a person yeah and towards the end of the film she's relieved yeah but 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 even so
0: before that you know I think one of the uh, this might be the one of the leading towards the climax of this movie is there <laughs> there's a point when she goes outside and she sees the green man yeah. and it's nighttime. And it's a little different, like, the way that he is and the way that lighting is and everything. Oh, okay. And he blows the pollen. In her, yeah. And, and one way. of them goes into her. Mouth. And after that point, it's, it's like, she's a different type of person, almost. She's not, she's not acting the same way anymore. And she becomes, like, almost stone-faced in a way or very calm about everything. Like, I'm just going to kind of accept what's happening you know and you could even say that like with this part of the earth or pollen going into her she's chosen to accept this thing that's going to happen and so she goes into the house but she's no it's almost like when she goes in the house at that point she's no longer trying to defend the house anymore which is you could also argue that the house is like a form of consciousness. You know, yeah, you're not trying to defend your conscious mind anymore. You're just kind of letting it happen.
1: You're not your defenses are no longer you're, up you're,
0: anymore. You're like lowering them. Right. And then that's when all these all the men start coming into the house and are like trying to attack her and are are kind of like confronting her. Exactly. And trying to assault her. And she but she's She's almost allowing it to happen, like she's, I'm saying. She's a willing participant in a way. Yeah, she's confronting the unconscious. Yeah, and she, but she's doing it in a way where she's like, "I'm going to like let this happen. I'm going to defend myself as well. I'm not going to try to keep you out. I'm going to let you in, and I'm going to do something
1: about it." Exactly, but that's the thing. A lot of people spend time avoiding the unconscious, mm-hmm. avoiding the reality of things. Mm-hmm. When, in fact, one has to open their eyes to what the reality of things are Yeah That's what she finally decided to do Yeah She has the issues with men Yeah She has issues with trust Yeah She has an anger towards them Mm Mm-hmm She has, at, at least in the film, deal with that And she did She decided to finally deal with it It doesn't have to be real men yeah, these are not real. men. Yeah, they could just be in her mind. Right? These are these these are her interpretation of men Different men in her life ones that she's interjected perhaps like, Exactly. Yeah taking on these stereotypes of men For her to deal with it and alone in this cottage or in this home But it's a show of strength really yeah most people do not do that mm. they spend their lives avoiding these things mm. But is
0: that? I'm wondering if that's all her who has the strength, or is it partly because, like, we're like the pollen that goes into her. It's
1: almost like that's giving her the well, the pollen power. The pollen that goes into her is a moment of birth for me. Hmm. When pollen is blown from a lily, like a lily flower, it's like right? a, dan, a dandelion, dandelion, dandelion or something, a dandelion, right? yeah. yeah. Um, when pollens are blown they they inseminate right? yeah they do right and, and they, that's they in, create new life yeah and her, she was inseminated by the green man mm-hmm. the green man represents birth or whatever right yeah because he also has a vagina yeah. obviously, in, the yeah. you, in the film you'll see it if you watch the film mm-hmm. but that that's what gets me to think that she may have had a miscarriage. About this. Why? She was inseminated, right? Oh, uh, okay. There was blood at the end of the film. There was blood on her cheek. There was yeah. no real men, I think. Yeah. She. There was no real body mm. there. But there was blood there on the floor. Right. She crashed her car. Right. You think she, she did that on purpose? Possibly. That could have
0: been that. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, like she purposely crashed her car so that she had a miscarriage. Yeah, I don't want to say that because I don't think she want to do it. But I mean, I'm sure people do that sometimes. Something like intense like that.
1: There is a young girl who, it's a grotesque. Who was online who. 17 gave birth and killed the baby and put it in a trash bag yeah. in the hospital people do that kind of stuff all the time She was arrested. Yeah, people do shit like that all the time when they're ashamed or they don't want to have a child mm. From a person that they don't want to be with hmm They have an abortion It wouldn't be unheard of then that she purposely harmed herself to get rid of something Yeah to get rid of the, the fetus or the child
0: for sure. Okay, so we're bringing up this idea of the you know, the miscarriage. So I guess we might as well start talking about the, the birthing scene that takes place.
1: (laughs) I feel like I'm flirting. I keep talking about it.
0: So what do you think? I mean, I'm wondering, maybe there is more context to that scene now, you know, if we're referring to this miscarriage thing as a possibility, then maybe that makes more sense of like why that part for anybody who's listening i'm sure you've seen this part of this movie that we're talking about the one where there's at least like five different people that are born out of parts of a man They're not through the vagina obviously well maybe one of them actually does create a vagina for himself but no
1: these are all vaginas but
0: right? there's like one where it comes out of his back so it's yeah. not really like no but it opens like a vagina yeah but
1: it's on the genital area i guess <laughs> it- they should have just kept it to one general area. <laughs> yeah. But each one op- that opened up did open up like if, as if it were a vagina. Yeah. And before that, too, they have, like, the severed hand, right?
0: The hand that's in two pieces. Yeah. I really don't... I mean, that that even doesn't re- re- well, that register with me. I don't know why that had to be in that movie.
1: <laughs> okay. What was the point of that? If we critique the film, this film is not perfect for me. Yeah. Right. Because... There was a severed hand. Mm-hmm. Um It seems like it was a he was experimenting. I don't he, think
0: he was I think he had done a couple of big movies and he was like, okay, this is my chance to kind of fuck around and do whatever I want. And he took some chances
1: that seemed to fail pretty pretty miserably. Well, but the hand know. the severed hand also represents when we saw this in the movie. I, I didn't catch this part, but we saw it when we were in the theater. When the when the man jumps off the building, he actually jumps onto a guardrail or mm. something like that, and you see his hand actually is severed in that way. Is it the same way? It is. Okay, I uh, guess that makes sense then. And so the severed hand, but mm. she she stabs the hand when he tries to poke the hand inside the door, mm. right in the mail slot. Yeah. So she she the thing is, she grabs a knife and then severs the hand right in half or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, to me that says okay she caused him to do that right she caused this person this man to hurt himself to harm himself yeah. so she carries this blame it's partly her fault she blames herself for him hurting for him taking his life that's the reality and that's what we're really we're facing right and so we're talking about the birthing scene which is yeah you know, quite a Graphics scene for me. Yeah. I don't know if it was necessary. Very but, grotesque. But these men are birthing each other after birthing each other. These are the different men. For anyone who watches the movie, all these men have the same faces, the ones that she yeah. encounters throughout the film. The it's ones the at the guy. bar. They're all the same guy. The one at the bar, the one who, the landlord, the officer. Yeah. um So many other men. Um. And the boy, the young boy, these are all different depictions of different men that she has in her life that she's encountered in her upbringing. Mm -hmm. And they all are the same men. But maybe we are also speaking about one specific man that caused her trauma. Yeah. Right. Women or men who who have experienced trauma in their lives will carry the image of that person that caused the trauma to them and to any other relationship that they've had. That makes sense. Right, yeah. so maybe she's carrying the image of that man that harmed her, in whatever capacity it was—sexual, emotional, mental. Mm-hmm. She's carrying that into her relationship with her man, um, the African American male who passed. Yeah, the film, and she's confronting the unconscious right and, and i think in this film she's confronting the unconscious or confronting maybe her own issues with men mm-hmm. and maybe she's confronting that if she didn't have these issues maybe her her husband would still be alive
0: maybe i think she's she's trying to resolve her issues obviously right. like she's trying to deal with her shit and kind of get past it somehow um <laughs> At the end, it seems like she's, she feels, she she feels okay, right? She feels like she's relieved. She she's feels like looking
1: like, at a flower, appreciating the moment. Yeah, the flower's born. Mm-hmm. She's relieved. Yeah. She she resolved whatever issue she had, and it was a bloody one.
0: Yeah. But she was, I don't know. There is something that she had to do to get to that point. She needed to. She needed to take care of her her psychological trauma
1: yeah. and move past it. This film is that. It seems like this film is about psychotherapy in a way. Mm. And maybe it's not the classical psychotherapy that you sit in a, with a therapist and you talk to that person. Yeah, There are times when people, and, and in any parts of our lives, we deal with loss. The loss of a parent, the loss of a partner. right The loss of a, do- a dog, someone mm-hmm. that we're close to. Mm-hmm. A friend these moments in our lives are ones that really push us psychologically to accept loss to deal with our own fears of loss our own fears of abandonment Mm -hmm. even our own anger in her her case her own interpretation of her relationship with men is what she she was confronted with Mm -hmm. because of his completed act she was confronted with her interpretation of men it was thrown at her and she tried to avoid it. She even left her her home, the one that she had with him, mm-hmm. to try to get away from all of it. Yeah. It didn't work out the way she wanted it to, in a way. Because she was still confronted with those issues of the past. Right? I think when she was echoing in the tunnel, I think she was trying to be happy. I think oh, think she, yeah. she left... With the idea that she's gonna gain peace from the loss that she had, and in fact, that's not what she gained. She she had to deal with the turmoil of losing somebody. She survived. She was a survivor of his his act. Yeah. So she has to deal with that loss. Yeah. And whatever blame guilt that she feels with that. Mm. If anything, we could also say that she's experiencing the different um stages of grief and loss. Definitely. I think that's right what you're saying
0: about her being happy, trying to be happy. It seems like in the beginning of the movie, when she's out in nature by herself, she is experiencing some real feelings of joy and pleasure in just being alone. Yeah, And it seems like when, like we we're referencing earlier, when these ideas or visions of maybe men from the past or her past partner kind of like start to intrude upon her mind, mm-hmm. they start to cause problems. And it starts to, I don't know, make her not feel safe or secure anymore and not give her that peace that she can have by herself mm-hmm. and maybe that's what she was trying to do is resolve those issues like you were saying about the people that have been in her past life and by resolving it she comes to that piece again where she's okay being by herself and she's okay being with nature and she's kind of like one with the world again and the thing that was intruding upon that was her past relationships and These different types of men that have caused problems for her in her life, perhaps.
1: That's true. Yeah. That's true. A lot of the time, because of her anxiety, because of her fears, we interpret the world in a way that takes us away from living it in reality. Mm Mm-hmm. Living in a state of groundedness. Yeah. In a state of groundedness, I mean, in a state of existence with the environment around us. Mm Mm-hmm right because one can carry the lens of hey this man is a bad man i therefore see everything as bad or i'm in fear of everything and she was helpless the cops she's asking for help yeah from the cops for yeah. the landlord even from her friend no one could help save her except herself and in the beginning of the film. Uh, well, parts of the film right she was talking to a friend about the issue she was having with her husband mm-hmm. without actually confronting it herself yeah right he got angry with her because she was doing the one thing that probably hurt their relationship which is talking to somebody else rather than communicating with him about helped. yeah what's happening mm-hmm. he's he got to the point where if she's not talking to me She's going to leave me and there's no real response. I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. That was a really horrible. But rather than dealing with if he, and most people don't know this. Most people don't know this. If someone is suicidal, someone is actually at that point yeah. of willing to harm themselves, <clears> you can call yeah. 911 for help. Yeah. And they're going to come and evaluate the person. They're going to talk to the person. Because that person needs some psychiatric help At that point mm-hmm. And that's important even for our listeners to know Definitely That if someone in your life Is behaving in a way that You know Is tragic You know, out of control mm-hmm. Call for help, that's what they're there for Yeah, It doesn't have to be a police officer It could be someone from the psychiatric Emergency team That yeah. can come out and evaluate um, The potential patient Yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah, it would have been. That would have been a good thing to do. Seems like that guy was pretty unstable, and obviously he's like choosing to base all of his happiness off of another person, and nothing about his own life. And that's even what she says at one point. He's like, "I have my own life, you know, like I have my own separate life from yours." And seems like he was trying to make their lives about only about each other and it's like no you have your own individual life and maybe that's what she's coming to realize at the end too is like i can live my own life and i don't need somebody else to make it good for me
1: that's what's sometimes this happens in relationships when they end right the idea i was reading about beyond and the idea of container contained um when a relationship ends -hmm. And we're the ones who are broken up with, Mm -hmm. we take on those characteristics and say, they left me because there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Or they left me because I'm unlovable. Yeah. Yeah. The interpretation of their behavior when one is ghosted is, I'm abandoned by you. If I'm abandoned by you and we're so close to each other without conversation, it's sort of, you left me, you abandoned me for what? Yeah. What did I do wrong to deserve? the abandonment by you. Yeah. Right. But without really considering you left me, but there must be something wrong with you. Yeah. It, most would lose that. Well, that I mean that whole
0: statement that you're just saying to it, it robs the person of any autonomy because it's, it's essentially saying that, you know, the other person is, they're the one who are responsible and they're the one who are kind of doing this. Whereas it's like, well, you have a choice and everything too and you have your own autonomy and it's like, don't make it about the other person only because then it's like, what does that say about you and your own ability to make
1: choices for yourself? Exactly. For us, it's easier to understand that. Because maybe we have a psychological understanding that Mm -hmm. we're individuals who choose to be in a relationship Maybe But for others when you're in that close of a relationship being abandoned by a partner Just told I don't want to be with you. It's as if a parent is Abandoning you. Yeah, I get the image of a child who's left at a mall by a parental figure. Yeah. Yeah, what did I do wrong? Why did you leave me? But I think at times because of how the way society is now right when you get so close to someone, and what I mean by society is now, mm-hmm. there's such a closeness to people now, communication through text, communication through, um, not even communication, GPSing each other's location. Yeah. Right? Which yeah, I think, yeah. don't do that. That's so odd. Definitely. I don't want to know where the fuck you're at all the time. <laughs> um, like, there's such an obsession with the ownership of another person. Yeah. That is very unhealthy. Mm. But when the person says, I don't want to be with you anymore. I got on Tinder and found someone else. Yeah. Then it's like, you left me. Something's wrong with me. But the idea of the container container is, and this is not what Beyonce said, but this is what I'm saying. Basically is we take on the characteristics of what the other person left us for. If you left me, I think unconsciously we take on something that they left us for. Yeah. There's something wrong with me or... Yeah, I don't communicate well enough. Yeah, or something else, whatever it is. But people have to learn to. This is what I'm going to give out even to our audience: how to reframe, reframe, sure. the, reframe the condition that you're experiencing. To be honest with you, it's not all about you. Definitely, it's about the relationship. The relationship didn't didn't work out because maybe there were familial issues. Maybe there were an issue in terms of communication and culture. Yeah. But there were other issues that contributed to the ending of your relationship. Yeah.
0: But it's also about making your life more than just that person or more than it's more. uh, It's about more than just that person.
1: That's exactly it. That's what we call reframing. Yeah. Because you have to make your life not just your identity. When we say life, we also mean identity. Yeah. We when we go with a person, we integrate both identities and say, "My identity is conjoint with that person." Right. But you, yeah, but you have to. It's like what we're talking
0: about. You have to develop parts of yourself that have nothing to do with other people. You exactly. Know? And I think that's what the like individuation idea is about in a way, where it's like I'm doing this thing that I enjoy doing, regardless of who i am around or whoever is in my life and it, it's something that you can kind of count on outside of another person
1: you and i both understand that yeah we both know this because we discuss these theories <clears throat> and we see it with our patients but i feel like a lot of the people general public don't know these things right now probably right and then the reality is it's okay to be a person outside of your relationship yeah. to individuate Means to grow as a human being, yeah. as an individual, spiritually, yeah. emotionally, even physically. Yeah, because we're continuously developing. Yeah, right. James Hillman had this idea that he didn't like the word growth. Mm. You stop growing at some point, mm. but you individuate mm. spiritually. There's there is growth, right? But there's development as a human being yeah. through the different relationships you have. Yeah, and if someone tries to prevent you from that growth that's why you leave them mm. and that's really what she was leaving him for I think she, so, yeah. she felt for sure. very much like he was in a way suffocating her it was a very it was a symbiotic relationship where he was leeching off of her maybe even preventing her own growth that makes sense yeah
0: right. stopping and her from like trying to do things that she wanted to do or enjoy life how she wanted to enjoy it
1: the reality is people change every five years yeah i've heard a, a, a jiu instructor talk about this a philosopher right john Donaher. but i think it's true people change every five years we go through growth mm-hmm. you know we choose to be in relationships with our partners mm-hmm. we, we likely continue to see them continue to choose to be with them or we choose not to yeah we grow out of the relationship Yeah. right or we develop outside and to something different because we're always going through that process yeah i don't think you know we choose to be in relationships we choose to be married but we go through different epochs of life life is always shifting and i and i think for him it was difficult uh, i forgot the guy's name the husband in the movie but it was difficult for him to accept that this woman just grew out grew yeah, out no, of a relationship definitely
0: yeah, and it seems like that fits along with how the movie ends, too, is that she wants to, she's trying to move on. She's trying to grow as a person and to, like, see what else is out there almost. And even going to that house was a way of doing that, right? She's wanting to do this thing that she has never done before and kind of go out to the countryside and spend some time on herself by herself. And that's even a form of trying to grow and trying to
1: you know develop yourself as a person perhaps i think the green man the idea of the deity being green as well fertility yeah uh, i think all of that has to do with growth yeah i think this movie is about growth in a way but also dealing with the loss of it Mm. the loss of a relationship very chaotic very violent in the way it was created for her yeah but it, it did give her what i think essentially what she wanted was her to grow yeah. Right, and develop into another person because that's really what happened. Yeah. What birthed all that wasn't really all these men. Mm. It was actually her it could birthing be. herself in yeah. a way. You know, and it's it's a bloody mess, it seems like. <laughs> and maybe it wasn't really a miscarriage. Maybe the last person to have grown for, or what was born through all this was her. Mm. Yeah, that's think? why she has blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe because she crashed her fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Fucking movie, dude. Yeah. What a fucking movie. I know. All right. I
0: think that's a good time to end. Yeah. We're about an hour in. I don't feel like this is a,
1: one that we need to go extend it on too, too much. Honestly, like, if I can recommend a movie, yeah. despite some of the scenes, I, I, I would say for our listeners watch this movie. Yeah, I That's, hope it's interesting. If you're
0: listening to this podcast and you've listened this far in today that you've seen men. I don't what <laughs> I don't recommend listening to this podcast unless you've seen this movie. Yeah, you got to watch the fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think we're going to try to start doing this again every week. We took a couple of weeks off, right? Yeah, we did. Much um, needed vacation time for the both yeah, of us. Yeah, we needed a, a little break. We're going to Keep it rolling. I'm wondering, maybe we should should we say this is season two now, or should we just keep on the se- season one?
1: No, let's say season
0: two. All right.
1: Season two? Yeah. What? Or do you oh. want to do season two as yeah, like let's episodes? Let's say this is season two. Season three is going to be a series of different <laughs> episodes, I guess.
0: No, let's just do season season two because we took a break. Okay. So season one was through the bear, and then this is start of season two, and we'll. I like it. We'll try to do like another twelve weeks or so, maybe extend through. Would that be like through the end of October?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I think the next week we're, we're going to do the diving bell and the butterfly. Yeah, French movie. I've never seen it before. It looks pretty interesting. You you recommended that one, right? Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Cause it looks like a tough tough film but i'm i'm really interested in watching it. it's an, another existential film i think yeah we're gonna we're gonna watch it and we're really gonna okay. talk about it That's diving bell and the butterfly another theme of suicide yeah all right so this has been deconstructing the psyche this is michael this is Amon. and we'll see you guys next week take it easy take care bye